Is is this a stupid question? Do dogs have belly buttons? <laughs> Hello. Hi. Welcome to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. And I'm Richie Redding. Another Zoom episode. Yeah. I mean, I'm never going back. I don't think I'm really ever going back to a regular episode. Yeah, I don't need to see people. Unless there's someone I want to touch. This guest I would want to touch because we've already talked about her being a sister wife. I am so super excited to have on my personal friend today, Dr. Kate Ruby, neonatologist, I wanted to say neonatologist to the stars, but I guess that doesn't really make very much sense, right? Dr. Kate Ruby, yay! Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> also, also known as Dr. Kate R. Is Dr. Kate R or Dr. Cater on Instagram? Ooh, that is an excellent question. And my nickname actually growing up was Cater. And so when I made it, I made Dr. Kate R. And then all my friends were like, Dr. Cater, Dr. Cater. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't realize I did that. Yeah, that's funny. Makes sense. Uh, so welcome. And we can, the, and a plus side of doing the Zoom call is that I'm getting a piece of a white floofy there. Who do you, who do you have? There we are. There's Mr. Leo. He's new here. We're still trying to decide if we're friends. Depends on the hour. <laughs> he looks vicious. A lot like a relationship. It is like he. a new relationship. And shout out to Jordan because um, we met through our friend Jordan, who is the chief brand officer for Clove, the best medical shoes ever. Yeah, I don't know how this happened. I, all I know is that somewhere in the middle of quarantine, <laughs> I, I started to hear the term, my friend, the neonatologist, a lot. <laughs> and, <laughs> because we were talking all day, every day, nonstop. Right, but you said it like I should have had some reference of like, oh yeah, your best friend, the neonatologist. <laughs> I mean, it's so, been a long and prosperous relationship. I don't know how you yes, didn't know about it before. Yes, yeah, So you guys met because of doctor shoes. Medical shoes. Clove. Go Clove. The brand, it's called Clove. Yes, they are downright not ugly, comfortable looking shoes. Uh, We're not getting paid for this. So, Jordan, you know, get at us if you you want us to keep talking about this. (laughs) uh, What kind of splash does a neonatologist get on her shoes? Let's talk about that. (laughs) Have you had water break on your shoes? I have so many questions for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, there is amniotic fluid flying everywhere in the delivery room, and uh, we do run into blood. So, you know, the options are endless. Okay. So, <laughs> I, I think I know what a neonatologist is. I didn't look it up. So, is it, I mean, it's obviously, well, not obviously necessarily. So, it's like when they're preggers, right? So, you're taking the care of the baby in the womb and like right after? Is that your gig? So I don't do any babies in the womb. They have to be on the outside first. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you explain to maybe that's, the rest of the world and Richie what yeah, a neonatologist is? That's the hard is. line that you draw. No, yeah. You got you to gotta be breathing. You got to be on the outside. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> okay. obstetrician does moms. They watch babies like on the Dr. inside. Like Dr. Huxtable. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Huxtable. Yeah. Good, good frame of reference. Mm-hmm, totally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am not him. Uh, so neonatologists are pediatricians. So I did three years of a pediatrics residency, learned all about children and then subspecialize into babies. So we take care of any babies that are born early. So premature, any babies with surgical needs, any babies with, um, you know, genetic abnormalities. So they are basically in the ICU intensive care unit because of one of those reasons. And we're the specialists who take care of them. Now, do you have an age cutoff? 12. Yeah. <laughs> Teeth. You're not so Neo anymore, pal. Is that so they can't bite you? I mean, that's what I'd be thinking. Once they need a gyno. Yeah. Once, they, once they can talk back, they got to go. <laughs> um, it depends on the NICU. So everyone does something different. There are NICUs that will only take babies that have been within the hospital. So like the minute a baby is sent home, it 
could be four days old when they come back for some reason and they have to go to the pediatric ICU because they've left the hospital. There's other NICUs, like the one that I work in, we will admit babies that have been at home. um, And we have surgeons who do surgeries on babies who are like nine months old. And so sometimes a nine month old comes, we had a baby one time who was like walking around the crib saying mama. And we kept being like, okay, that baby's got to go to the PICU. They're too (laughs) old. (laughs) That's funny. Well, I would say two things. Thank you for what you do because my, uh, my niece was born in a NICU and she was there for quite some time. And I saw her in a little box. It was, oh my gosh, you little whimmers. And also (laughs) pop quiz. Is there a vet equivalent to a neonatologist. Is there a puppy doctor? (laughs) No, there's not. No, you know, I mean, I think if there was some sort of like congenital or like really messed up issue or something, then probably, well, they would just see whatever specialist they needed actually. So like if it was like a medicine, like we basically have like internal medicine specialty, but there are no subspecialties like, like, we'd, we'd probably call Dr. Kate because sometimes we do that too. We, cause, because humans subspecialize so intensely, sometimes we call on their help. Follow-up so. question for Dr. Kate. Have you ever seen a mother have multiple children and one of them is really small and she eats that baby? <laughs> you know, I've been waiting for that day, but it hasn't come <laughs> yet, you know? Ooh, that's definitely the dark side <laughs> of puppydom, huh? Oh, for sure. Have you for ever sure. seen that happen? I don't think I've seen that happen. No, I don't think. Because also, yeah, I don't think I've seen it. Is that normal though? I heard that's only like moms that have, like dog moms that have anxiety. It's like a sign you're not supposed to keep breeding them when they do that. Yeah. Well, there's there's a lot of different theories for it. But I think one of the most common theories is that um, like there's something wrong with the puppy usually. Like if there's something wrong with the puppy, they eat them. I think it's to send a message to the other puppies that mom don't play. (laughs) Like <laughs> you better fall in line. <laughs> yeah, don't chomp down too hard on that that teat because mom's eating puppies out here. She crazy. But <laughs> it's, it's a pet theory. I don't know. <laughs> I, I actually was wondering if you had any insight as to why. And again, this is a, a pop quiz, which I know you love. Uh, <laughs> I'm thriving at do, them right now. <laughs> that the the initial input seemed to be that like kids didn't have to worry about COVID-19 and that it's, that's changing some, I think. Do you know why the the kids are less susceptible to this particular virus? Is that true? Is that even true? Yeah. Is it true? I mean, I don't think we know. I think like everything else with COVID-19, it changes every single day. Um, I know I've read a few things that a couple of people were kind of, you know, hypothesizing that the receptor on the lung cells that COVID-19 seems to interact with is a receptor that's less common in children's lungs. And so maybe that was why they were less affected. Um, Now it sounds like we're seeing something similar to a disease called Kawasaki's disease, which has been around for a long time. So what is Kawasaki virus? So Kawasaki's is a like whole body inflammation that happens in response to a lot of things. Nobody knows what causes it. So um, people used to have it a lot after they cleaned their carpets. So they like thought there was something in like industrial carpet cleaner that caused it. No one knows what sets it off. It has been associated with viruses before. So it's not new to see. And there's an outbreak of it right now in New York, right? So it sounds like kids that are getting like COVID-19 So COVID-19 is the symptoms. It's like you get the HIV virus, which causes AIDS. So you get this like SARS-CoV-2 virus and it causes COVID-19. Kids don't seem to get like the actual symptoms of COVID-19, but when they're positive for the virus, they're seeing them come in with what looks like a very extreme form of Kawasaki's disease. And so that's what everyone's kind of trying to define now. It's very confusing though, because they Some people are calling it Kawasaki. Some people are calling it Kawasaki's-like. Some people are saying it's on the spectrum of Kawasaki. So no one really 100% knows what's going on. Okay. And it it apparently uh, hits uh, minority boys the most, right? The Kawasaki. And it hits them in the feet meat from what I saw. They're getting big, puffy feet. Um, You know, I did not see that research. Maybe uh, I should read it. I got a guy. (laughs) (laughs) You got a dude for that? Yeah. Yeah. 
So he's, a, he's a, a foot meat researcher. <laughs> <laughs> he's your next boyfriend. <laughs> oh, our audience. Oh, we single. missed that. Yeah. Perfect. I'm totally in. Um, w- the way that Kawasaki's is actually defined is it's like a checkbox of you have to have so many criteria. And so one of them is extremity changes, which includes like hand and foot things. So like swollen feet would count as like one of your criteria. So. All right. Uh, well, before we get in, this, this is so informative. This is great. I love, love when you have your doctor friends on, dear. <laughs> well, what Kate did tell me, which I thought was interesting, was that they're not seeing a lot of like vertical transmission, right? So you're not seeing a lot of ba- teeny tiny babies get it, right? The moms have it, but what does vertical transmission mean? So vertical transmission would be like transmitted either through being pregnant as part of it or like as you're coming out the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. We've had moms that are positive, but then most of the babies are negative. And even a couple of babies that have been positive in the literature haven't had any symptoms. So it's hard to say, are they positive with an infection or are they positive just because they passed through a birth canal that had, you know, the virus there. And so you're still picking up virus on the baby. Um, But babies don't seem to be getting sick, like clinically from the virus. Oh, wow. I... I never even thought of that. So there's, I knew that it was a big issue that, you know, hospitals are locked down. Like we just had a friend that gave birth and nobody could be there with her and like all that kind of stuff. But I never thought of the possibility that a mom could be, could have COVID-19 and give birth all in the same window of time. Yes. Dude. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So these poor mothers would be really sick, right? Yeah. Dude. Talk about lose, lose. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, crack babies, were they a real thing? <laughs> they, oh, we're just going to get right into it? Yeah. He just yeah, couldn't wait to a, ask you. Forget or, the this, intro, let's do total it. Total segue. Yeah, this, yeah. Uh, this podcast got, has gone off the rails already. So oh, yeah. Richie's I, just been so excited to talk to you about crack babies. <laughs> were crack babies a myth? No. There was a whole epidemic. Like, I know three crack babies. And they're perfectly functional. I mean, they're a little bit crazy, but they're comics. But like, you know, like they're very bright people. They're super artistic. Did Was there permanent damage from being a crack baby? So, I mean, I think there are people who have lots of theories about kind of how that in utero exposure may pattern your brain. And I don't know if anyone ever like went back with adult like former crack baby adult children. But this one doctor that I do know of that did a ton of work um, when the whole epidemic was happening, she showed like as far as like toddlers went that most of the outcome was really related to like after after birth. And so that's something that we still see today, even with premature babies, with anything is like babies' brains are so pliable. Like they're making all their connections as they go. Mm-hmm. And so what happens when you're born and right after you're born is obviously important. But what long-term you see is that the at-home environment can really make up for a lot of that. So we like talk to our parents all the time about like, yeah, you've had a premature baby. We know you're at risk for certain things. That's why we're going to have you follow up really closely with pediatricians who are specialized in this. But like you need to like read to them every day, like play with them, sing. And the more they do at home, the better they end up doing regardless of when you start looking back at how early they were, how sick they were, like all that stuff kind of ends up canceling out over time, which is really fascinating. So if they're not in a crack house, but a crack home, they should be okay. The dealer there reads the baby's books, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What messes up puppies in utero? I mean, I would imagine a lot of the same things. You know, the thing is, I don't see a ton of puppies. I don't see a ton of puppies being born. I sent Kate all my neonate videos that I had, which are like three, because they're cute. Is is this a stupid question? Do dogs have belly buttons? (laughs) Not that I've seen, but I could be wrong. Check it out. Well, he has they have an umbilicus because they have a place where the umbilical cord attached. So it's, I think that's technically 
their belly button, right? Wait, is that okay. technically what's the technical definition? Walk of, us through finding yeah. a dog's belly button. Look, on, do this look right, right now. where you think his belly would be, like right at the People end of like home. his xiphoid press, like uh, right under his. his like, yeah, uh, hold on before you go any further, dear. <laughs> yeah, people at home, just look right under your dog's xiphoid process. Is that how you just put that? <laughs> yeah, to, <laughs> to layman. <laughs> look, look, yeah, like, right look at the old xiphoid process. Like, like it's like an inch or two below his. There's too much floof. <laughs> He's got mad pubes for a baby, huh? Yeah. Oh, they're wild. <laughs> what happens? Why is there not a belly button? What happens to the umbilicus? Well, there is technically sort of a belly button. They just don't look the same. They just don't look this. And most dogs are like really hard to find. People at us with pictures of your dog's belly button. It's going it's to be so many butthole pictures. I know there's, there's enough dudes like, hey, I found it. So, <laughs> this, well, this is when you oh. can be like, girls got to eat. Don't DM us. We don't want to see yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. A lot of poop comes out of that belly button, pal. Uh, <laughs> what would happen if, this is to you, Kate. What would happen if uh, a baby's umbilical cord wasn't cut. Like over time? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it will eventually shrivel up. There is something that's actually called a lotus birth. Um, you can Google that later tonight when you're, when you're bored. As um, soon as this is over, yes. And so <laughs> there are people that choose to after so after you have the baby, they have to deliver the placenta, which literally looks like a Frisbee. Like a big, mm-hmm. like a woman grows an entire organ to grow a baby. It's a placenta. Looks like a Frisbee. And so you can keep the baby, like once the placenta is out of the mom, you stop having the blood transfer. That's usually why we cut it is because like you don't want the baby's blood going back into mom. You don't need mom still giving blood to the baby once they're born. Uh-huh. But if you deliver the placenta, you can leave them all attached. And over time, uh-huh. the umbilical cord will dry up and it will eventually fall off similar to the way it falls off after we cut it. But it's just like a whole extra apparatus. Like how long are we talking? Um, you know, we don't see them in the hospital, so I'm not sure, but I think it usually takes a few days. I mean, baby's belly button, like when you cut it, it takes between like, I would say probably five to 14 days to come off usually. And what would it, what would their belly button look like? Would it be like a weenus? <laughs> no, it, a I mean, they all look the same. We don't actually know why like an innie versus an Audi happens. That was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped in there on you, huh? You know, I knew yeah. exactly where you're going. Wait, Audis aren't botched, like whatever you call them, umbilical cuts. Nope. Some people are just born to be Audis. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, and so that's what you might feel like if you feel like it. Well, that's what it looks like the umbilical hernia, but that's not what it is. It's a rent in the body wall. But yeah, Kate, you're single. Could you could you be with a guy that has an Audi? Uh. Every time he's on top of you, that thing's just filling up your belly button. (laughs) You know, I've never thought about it before, and I've definitely not thought about it in those terms. Um, Yeah. And there's like no way to consent or not to that. You know, you're shirtless. It's just going to right? Like it just happened. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe I'll need to add that to my list, but I don't don't think it's on the list right now. So do we want to go in the direction of dogs Kate grew up with and how she got to having Leo and where we're at now? Or do we just kind of want to get like right into like if we should have babies? I think we, so (laughs) what kind of dogs did you grow up with? Me having dogs is a short story. So we could probably get to both of them. (laughs) So, okay. Well, because we did start this podcast and Richie told me I was not allowed to tell the story again of when I asked him if he wanted to have a baby. And he said, if we found one, we could keep it. It's my favorite story. Well, it's a good thing you didn't do that. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> but then Kate said, we don't have to do that. It's true. Because when when you're raising them, you just raise one you want to keep, you know? It's kind of like training a puppy. I've never had a child, but I've watched my cousins do it. And we're doing a lot of the same stuff. <laughs> Are you back on uh, on birth control right now? Nope. Also not on, also not on birth control right now. Yeah. Ooh. That was an accident. That happened because... 
Um, so it's on you. I just <laughs> I, when my <laughs> Yo, parents got, when my parents were on ventilators and they were, we're playing really that sick, card again. <laughs> Self care sort of went out the window. So I hi dad if you're listening. By the way, I love you. Um, yeah, no, I I stopped I stopped that shit. And then when I came when we came to Florida, I could have <laughs> sworn came. that I bought it. <laughs> I didn't. And I mean, quor- we've already talked about quarantine is not a sexy time. A quarantine with parents on ventilators is is not a sexy yeah, time. Yeah, well, I I realized the other day while her parents were on ventilators, if her down there was an earring, it would have closed up. Steve <laughs> <laughs> loves that. Got to take well, it to the piercing and, pagoda. And now you know that if you repierced it, that it would have been a Russian roulette. But do you think we would be fit parents? I would be a great parent. <laughs> Absolutely. How do you think we would be as parents? I think I would be great. Based on Richie would be an amazing parent. Yeah, yeah I mean, I based on his Mr. concern Dad. about the crack babies, I think he'd be very on top of things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you think we should avoid uh, front sex just to to keep it safe? <laughs> you know, you're trying to see if I'll uh, give you a doctor's stamp of approval so you can tell Lisa this later. Doctor Kate said, "Back there, <laughs> <laughs> gotta use the pack." <laughs> So, so let's take take us through your pet history. How did how did we get to this point? Oh, yeah. So, um, God, I wish I could remember the reality TV show that existed. But there was oh, I think it was like Doctor Nine Hundred Two One Zero, one of those, yeah. um, right? Like plastic surgery reality TV show. Uh-huh. And they had very cute Maltese's um, on the show, and I was a senior in high school, and we, my brother and I, weren't super into like having our own pets. I also so no have. pets at this point. Mm-mm, no. Wow. Okay. And I had asthma, so like I think part of it was like my mom used to be like, "You have asthma, you can't have a pet," and we were just like, "Okay, we like can't have one." Okay. Great. <laughs> um, and it never like we've never pushed that much, but on the show, I like loved it. And right, and Paris Hilton was like popular then. She had like eight thousand oh, dogs, and I'm like, if she uh-huh. can take care of a dog, anybody can. <laughs> <laughs> that's when, by the way, Chihuahuas blew up in shelters and in LA shelters especially. Oh, but God, that's really? why we she is the reason we see so many Chihuahuas in shelters. Queen mm-hmm. of the purse dog. Yep, because everybody wanted a little purse dog, and then they realized that they bite. And yeah, they're um, not good at purses, though those chihuahuas. <laughs> well, they bite. Um, not all of them. I have some really amazing chihuahuas, but there's wonder special. how many chihuahuas have taken big old dumps in very expensive purses. <laughs> oh man, does Probably a girl a get every bit of poop she deserves? This make you way too happy, babe. You're well, I'm just picturing a, somebody that gets a dog as an accessory to their Chanel purse. Okay, fair. And then just a poop explosion. <laughs> brunch over. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a real brunch killer. And so I was like in the process of convincing my mom. And I was like, God, aren't these dogs so cute? They're like not allergenic. We like need one. And then she got on board. And then I remember my dad said to me like, hey, your mom wants to replace you with a dog. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, sounds great. And he's like, how are you not offended? And I was like, cause then when I come home from college, I have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I love dad's angle though. Yeah, that right. Sinister. Yeah. yeah. He's like, do you want to be replaced? I'm like, please replace me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But that was definitely like survival island math to try to get a, a, a blockade going. Yeah. It did not work. So then, yeah. so then we got, one Maltese. And then by the, like a year later, two years later, I think it was just a year later. Then we were like, oh, he's lonely. He needs a friend. (laughs) Then we got another Maltese. Funny. That was so cute. Yes. So you were the Maltese instigator. Yes, because they, this might be completely not factual. So tell me (laughs) if I'm wrong, but, um, (laughs) Based on, I believe, our research, they don't have like traditional fur. They have what's considered hair and they don't make dander. So they were like safe for people with asthma. Is that true? Is that a lie? Do you want me to this? tell people? I have, yes. Uh, Lisa just looked at me for a second like she wanted me to answer that. No. She's like, Richie, is this hair? I'm here for the dick jokes, people. Um, (laughs) No, I did a post about this. It is is one of the most common. So they, I think they are. Supposed to consider to have like hair instead of fur. I don't know. That's like a, gro- a grooming thing, honestly. But um, but they don't shed, and so that's what makes them. There's no such thing as a hypoallergenic dog. Um, that's what makes them less allergenic because 
they don't shed. The dander actually comes from a protein in their saliva. Um, so there are some dogs that you are more allergic to or less allergic to, but like when they lick themselves or um, it comes from mostly their saliva. So when they lick themselves and then it turns into basically like dried up little like d- dust particles almost, um, that is actually the dander. So it's from a protein in their saliva um, but because they shed, they don't like spread, they don't shed. I mean, they don't spread it around as much, but there's actually no such thing as like a truly hypoallergenic dog. So people will say that and people with allergies or like mild asthma, like do you have mild asthma? I don't even know. I'm just, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, tend to do better with dogs who don't shed because of that. They don't like spread it around as much, but there's technically no such thing as a truly hypoallergenic dog. But yeah, breeders love that. And Maltese is still, I would, I would argue, are definitely a better dog for you with asthma. So, um, but Leo's perfect. So your Maltese's have been perfect. I, yeah. Have you ever had a reaction to any of them? No, Great. I mean, not that I know of. So, and perfect. then, that, and then we got a Havanese too, and he was fine. He's very high. Love a Havanese. Oh. <laughs> love a Havanese. So yeah, they seem like they need a lot of grooming. But they also look a lot like Maltese's. They look very similar. <laughs> He's just like more like he has to be on top of my mom, like literally all the time. She was like, you can't have a Havanese. Oh. You have a job because like <laughs> he's just like Velcroed to her body. There's a Havanese in our apartment, uh, in our building that it looks like the cutest dog, but his owners are both dicks. So <laughs> there's, there's just, there's nothing. So there. there's that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so is Leo your first pet that you had as a grown up? My first alone, yes. Oh, how long was your puppy clock ticking? Because (laughs) I did the math and this is a quarantine dog. It's a (laughs) quarantine pup. There he is. Um, Yeah, no, I spent the last five and a half years talking myself out of getting a dog. And then Uh it just took a, a month and a half of being desperately alone. Yes. In your apartment. Trapped in my apartment. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, you know, I said I said to myself, I'm never gonna have this much time at home ever again. So it's like yeah. right, next it, whenever I get one, I'm gonna have to go into work more than like I have to right now. So I was like, no time like the present. And then I immediately <laughs> regretted my decision. <laughs> no, you didn't. So tell us what's what's his backstory? That's how, how that's how we got together. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Although I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that helpful because, you know, I always tell people I will derail all your training. Mm-hmm. I'm not a trainer. I mean, I think I know a little bit more about, you know, the average, like, you know, I know a little bit more, right? And I went through it with Chloe, but it's, it's hard. So I've been, I've been, I would text Lisa and I'd be like, this crate training's not working. And she'd be like, just put him in the bed. <laughs> that's basically. That's my that's girlfriend. Big, right? Yep. That's. That's not that's not the doctor. That's, that's my girlfriend. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. That is very true. I basically uh, I I did warn you this was a lifestyle choice and that currently in our in my parents' house I am sleeping in a king size bed with Chloe and he mm-hmm. is sleeping in a child's bed. Yep. I don't <laughs> I, I like to actually sleep. So But I'm the thing is Leo's so bed. tiny. I mean I I did this though. I literally I went to a world-renowned board-certified veterinary behaviorist when I was in vet school, and I said to her, "Should I said should she not sleep in the bed? Like for some unknown, weird, like dominance alpha dog? There's so many reasons people have that I don't think are necessarily true, but I could be wrong. Um, but I said, should I not be sleeping with her in the bed? And she said, Well, what do you want? Do you want her to sleep in the bed? And I was like, Yeah. And she was Forever. like, Well, okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't take that into account, so I did warn Kate. Dr. Kate, I did warn Dr. Kate all up front that this is a lifestyle choice. I never really thought I'd have a boyfriend sleeping in bed with me and that she would be like 72 pounds. I kind of wish that I had learned, taught her to invite her up, but also mm. like Leo's so tiny. If I had a boyfriend who was so tiny, he was so tiny and he was like, no, he can't be in the bed. And I would be like, no, then you can't be in my bed. What if she has a tiny so. boyfriend? Well, so- <laughs> and to be fair, you don't, you don't have a boyfriend sleeping in the bed right now. So it's like everybody right. wins, right? Yeah. Yeah. You were right. You would not I mean, have a boyfriend Also, don't let him fool you that he doesn't, he, this is fully his excuse to sleep alone. He is not unhappy with this. I would sleep in a coffin if I could. Yeah, exactly. That's all I want is to I close a lid on my Myself and just vampire sleep with yeah. my arms crossed. And that's how he sleeps, like on his back. Teats. Do you sleep on your back? Who is no. a back sleeper? No, dead people. 
thank you. I, I literally sleep on my back with my hands over my heart so I can't get staked. And I can't <laughs> and I can't turn in bed. I can't turn because I wake him up. We had to use, start using separate blankets because if I turned and like move the blanket, separate with blankets me, is a game changer <laughs> unto itself. Anyway, have this, see, you don't need a boyfriend. You don't. Especially you just if need a dog. somebody has grandma seizures while she's sleeping. No, that's like not someone. true. Uh, so, but yeah, enough of our anyway. infighting. Uh, <laughs> so, but where did Leo come from? Uh, Pennsylvania. He's from Pennsylvania. I just felt the <laughs> of a pet store. That's what I felt in that. Oh, I'm no. about to get shamed. No? He's not. He's breeder? not from a pet. He is from breeder. Are they Amish? That's very important. They um, they are Amish. Oh, thank goodness! Yeah, you gotta support the Amish guys. Uh, <laughs> we can't can't stress this enough. They're very well known. I'm pretty sure I've said on this podcast that I hate the, the Amish. worst. Yeah, they're the <laughs> worst. But that's if you've ever seen an Amish horse, that's all you need to know about how they treat their dogs. Uh, well, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, they just they're big perpetuators of puppies. But anyway, it doesn't matter because Leo is the cutest. We don't have to worry. There, I'm positive there's not an Amish person listening to this right now. Oh no, no, <laughs> I'm not worried are. about that. They they can come at me all they want. They Back to work, Malachi. Um, yeah, it's actually very hard, I found, because I yeah. researched this for two years before I did this. Um, it's very hard to find a puppy from any breeder in Pennsylvania that is not Amish. And yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot actually, you are in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I did, actually didn't know until, like, we had already put the deposit down, and then I talked to them on the phone, and I realized that they were... Amish, but. Well, but that's good that you, I mean, what I do tell, I mean, look, there, there may be a few great Amish breeders. Like I can't, I mean, that, that could really could happen. And you, what I always say to people is it's good. You talk to them. Like people will buy dogs online. That's way more, that's way less acceptable. Like if you don't, you need to like, know talk to the breeders, like meet some of the family. Like I think you did all that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We're here to talk about Leo and how cute he is. He's yes. here now, and he was already so, alive, so someone had to buy him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so did you go and pick him up in Amish country? Did he come in a buggy? How did he <laughs> He rode his own buggy. And, no, um, I, drove out, <laughs> I drove out to pick him up, so he was Yeah, that's out. great. That Not you, fully that, in Lancaster, but out that way. Okay. Lancaster they call it. They get very mad if you call oh. it Lancaster. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm a little Midwest country bumpkin, so I say it wrong, I guess. <laughs> uh, well, there's many a Mennonite out there as well. Uh, okay, so you drove out there. Was it? Uh, was there a bunch of different dogs to choose from, or Leo was already predestined to be yours? He was already mine. Uh, his name was Buster at that point, which I promptly changed. You um, never hear about them having it right. Like, like the right the, name, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they called him Squeaky, and, yeah, <laughs> and then I changed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he was. Uh, I guess they only had two in his litter. Oh, that's small. Yeah, it was a small one. So it was him and a girl. That sounds like salesmanship. Sorry, uh, <laughs> going fast. <laughs> so he was my. He was the one. Great. So we got set up because yeah, yes. Kate was having. Training. I mean, any pup puppies are hard. Puppies are so hard. Puppies are so so hard. So how long have you had him? Over. Is it three weeks now? Three weeks, I think. Oh wow! How long have we been talking? Yeah. When did you? How yeah, long I, did it take you to get so desperate to reach out to Jordan to be like, how that even happen? Actually, were you like, I'm going to give this puppy away, and she was like, maybe I have somebody to help, even though I'm no help. She. So <laughs> I was texting her, and we were talking about the dog. And she was like, do you know how you're going to train him? And I was like, I like have this schedule from my mom's friend. And like, I've been <laughs> reading this online. And she was like, I've been talking to Dr. Lisa all the time. <laughs> and I was like, who's Dr. Lisa? And she was like, uh, Dr. Lisa Lippman, don't you know her? She's on Instagram. And I was like, oh, shit, no. I don't know who that person is. So then I like went to your page and I was like, oh, she's so cute. I love her. And then I followed <laughs> and then I sent a message that was like really sketchy. I was like, hey, my Creeping. friend Jordan is talking to you. And <laughs> Jordan told me. <laughs> she just wants you to know I got a new puppy. And then Lisa was like, oh my God, I have to help you. And then she like called me and I was like, oh my God, we just talked for an hour and I don't want to drop kick this puppy anymore. It's perfect. <laughs> 
<laughs> so do you have like postpartum puppy depression right now? Is that what's happening? You know what? It's better now, but the first like few, like the first week I literally was like, I understand why people like are depressed after they get their like new baby. Cause it's like, they cry all the time. You don't know why they're crying. You can't <laughs> sleep. You can't do anything that you felt like you used to do. And I just like felt trapped <laughs> in my apartment. And I was like, I, I, why did I do this to myself? This is the rest of my life. I'm like stuck <laughs> with this thing that cries all night. <laughs> and they have sharp little teeth that are like little shark so, teeth and so they walk- bite you. So and walk the us worst. through um, your mental breakdown. Let's let's do it. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, it was fine. We just came to the understanding that the crate was not going to work for him, and then Lisa made me feel okay about putting him in my bed, and then I put him in my bed and he slept <laughs> for twelve straight hours, and then that was the end of that. Yeah. But I have been trying to talk to her about getting like professional help, so we're on the way to getting for some professional help. No, a trainer for her, for both of them, for both of them. Because really, I always say your quality of life with him is everything. Things will get better regardless because he won't be a puppy because puppies are just so hard and so much work. I mean, puppies are so much work, but it's going to be so worth it. And you're going to get through this and it's going to be like, oh my, I I can't tell you how many people say to me when they get a new puppy, like I'm giving this puppy away. I mean, this is interesting. You you just... Even for me, like even when I got Chloe, like I was like, oh my God, what did I do at points? Because they are really frustrating. They bite you, they squawk, they have tons of energy when you don't have any energy. Um, And you're also like, wait, I just like bought this thing. Am I supposed to really all of a sudden like love it or be connected to it? But it usually takes like something happening for you to realize how much you love the puppy. Like when you said your mom was going to take the puppy, when you told her that she was going to take Leo... (laughs) And, and you were like, wait, I don't remember that. And then you got sad. It was like, it takes things like that to be like, oh my God, I really do love this little monster, this little tiny. This is is for sure the first time we've ever had a guest that's in the throes of buyer's remorse. So this is. (laughs) (laughs) He's not going anywhere, but I get the thoughts. It's going to get better. And she's going to get some professional help beyond me because. I hope I didn't fuck everything up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll do all the medicine. Okay. Well, let's let's get to know him a little bit. Okay. okay. Um, I know you don't fully know his whole personality yet, <laughs> but uh, what happens? By the when, way, he's been perfect this entire podcast. Yeah, so. he's oh, making yeah. you look like a real asshole. <laughs> oh, this uh, is his <laughs> mo. Yeah, actually, My, she has said this to me yeah. multiple times. Multiple times. I like tell my friend, he chases me around my house. He barks at me. He bites me. If I like, I'm not paying attention to him. I'm like three minutes. I just need to brush my teeth. Like, that's it. Like, I just, I'm not trying to do anything crazy. And he like loses his mind. My girlfriend had to watch him because I do overnight calls and I had been texting her. I'm like, he doesn't sleep. He's miserable. He won't go in the crate. I like bring him upstairs. He eats his dinner puts himself in the crate, goes to sleep <laughs> for the whole night, wakes up, puts potty on the paper, goes back in the crate. She's like, he's so nice. I don't know why you complain about him. She helps me carry something downstairs. He's in my apartment for all of three and a half seconds and he is barking and biting me. She's like, I didn't see him bark this much the whole time. This is his MO. <laughs> he wants mm-hmm. you to think he's an angel and he is not. He's a maniac. I, I but he looks like one. I think he's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Richie enjoys this. <laughs> uh, okay, so what does he do when you first come home? Oh, he's usually still whining from what I love. <laughs> so uh, that usually actually stops when I come home because he knows like someone's back in the apartment. Okay. Uh, what's the feeding situation? I- is he uh, attacking the food right away? Are you, do you, have you trained him to, to wait for it yet? Oh, no, I haven't. No, um, no, he's too baby for that. We yeah. need to do basics. Baby stuff. When he first came, he wouldn't eat, actually, until I would take the kibble out and put one or two pieces on the floor. And then he would eat those and he would wait <laughs> for me to place more on the floor for him. <laughs> so we've moved past that stage, luckily. Um, with For breakfast and lunch, I give him kibble and I'm trying to convince him that he likes the crate. So I put it in the crate and he doesn't eat it that fast because he's trying to figure out how he cannot put his whole body in the crate and still eat it, which is very difficult (laughs) Mm, for him. Savvy though. Right? 
dinner, he gets wet food. So that he like runs in the crate and like scarfs in 30 seconds and then licks the plate for another three minutes and then comes out and looks at me to see if he's going to get more food. As gross as it smells, wet food does look like it would be so much better. Yeah, this is like actually smells not bad because it has like pumpkin in it and there's like whole vegetables in it, like whole like peas and stuff. Oh, you fancy. (laughs) I'm not fancy. Leo is fancy. He's very (laughs) fancy. Yeah. Um, okay. So what's the sitch when it's time for mama to number two? Is he going with you? (laughs) (laughs) Girls don't poop. Yeah, Girls no, it just but it, mom's poop. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the differentiator now. Now I'm a mom. God, yeah, <laughs> pooping. Um, I usually leave him in the like penned in living room anytime I go to the bathroom, and he just barks the whole time I'm gone. So it's really a great ambiance. <laughs> It's really a thing that dogs go to the bathroom with their owners. I think maybe then, I mean, mean, I already got him in your bed. Now he's going to be with you pooping because Reggie sends me all the pictures all the time of Chloe. You want to just take this one? All the time. She's my assistant pooper. Meaningful eye contact the whole time. She just sits. No, she did. When he goes to the bathroom she, and I'm not home, she'll follow him and she just sits and stares at him. The only time she <laughs> actually sits down is when I'm making Tuesday time. <laughs> And she's his assistant. So then do you make it last? You're like, we're going to be in here for a while since you're sitting now. (laughs) Yeah, she's got her phone. I got mine. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, So I take it with the the coronavirus and and the quarantine. uh, He hasn't had a chance to uh, interrupt any coitus. (laughs) <laughs> am, I, am I making an assumption there? Because no, we always ask no. people if their dog's a cock blocker. Are, yeah, are you not? Are you doing like your own version of the quiz here? What's happening? Yeah. It's it's all my quiz. He started so the, quiz the quiz without quiz? you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, I backdoored the whole oh, uh, personality okay. yeah, test. Yeah, I feel it. like well, like he doesn't. She doesn't. He doesn't have that much personality yet. He's a he's he a puppy. Does. He so has a ton of personality. That's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> does he crush anything? Is it any toys? What's he What's he killing? Um, I mean, he's really good at training, but only when he wants to be. So, like, sometimes <laughs> he's, like, on point, And then, like, sometimes I'm like, hey, come here. And then he, like, looks at me and turns around and goes and picks up a toy to spite me. <laughs> <laughs> Has he met any other dogs yet? He's met one other dog. And how'd that go? They were good. They played in what Lisa assures me is a normal fashion. Um, (laughs) He was very adamant, though, that he, like, wanted to be the alpha. So even though this dog was, like, bigger than him and just, like, kept taking his paw and, like, hitting Leo in the (laughs) face, he, like, kept jumping up and trying to, like, bite his neck. The other dog would be like, pow! Then he would jump up again. And, he'd go, <laughs> <laughs> and how's he doing on walks? Is there is, is there anything he hates? Mm, fun is he fact. freaked out by anything yet? Look at him go back there. He's so right. cute. He's rolling around and giving us <laughs> the side eye. Um, he doesn't go on walks because I heard a rumor that he's not fully vaccinated and I don't want him to get parvovirus <laughs> and die. Man, where'd you get something crazy like that from? I I, I will never reveal my sources. So he gets carried around in a sling. Oh, so he's a purse dog. Yes, he is. Okay. He's never touching the ground. Man, we had uh, our old Gabers. um, It was a a, a Norse big Swedish dude and uh, and a little Vietnamese dude. They had like a Malinois mix that never touched the ground. The dog had bad hips and this guy would like just carry this 60 pound dog around. <laughs> it made me realize how badly if reincarnation is a thing, I want to come back as a gay couple's dog. That dog. <laughs> Rich That's gay crazy. couple. I mean, one yeah. night when I thought I was going to lose my mind, I was like, let's just see how you do on a walk. But that was before I had been texting Lisa. And so I didn't realize that by like taking him for a walk, I might've killed him. So, um, <laughs> Now he doesn't go on walks. Now he just gets carried around. He went on a three-mile yeah. hike yesterday, and all he did was eat a bully stick the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so he's basically what, treating the outside like everybody else is right now. Yeah, yes. I have a comic and, friend that said uh, the coronavirus is like one big snow day, but instead of snow, the ground is made out of poison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but well, because well, it works. To he's still socialized and still out there. So the yeah. He's still out there. He's still getting socialized. He's still listening to sounds. He's not quite down on the ground, which is just fine until he finishes his vaccine series. Do you have any other questions for this one that you haven't already uh, 
gotten answered by way of DM or yeah, Zoom call. I, mean, I already I already slid into her DMs, so I think yeah. I like <laughs> all day accomplished long. everything. All right, you already creeped her, and I may have given her some really bad advice. Yeah, so. yeah, you might have some good boyfriend repellent there. So congrats <laughs> on that. Good news, Richie. I already have plenty myself. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called opinions. We're um, <laughs> being smart. <laughs> Yeah. All those brains up there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you have been a fantastic guest, as we knew you would, would be. And now there's only one thing left to do, and that is to determine by way of a quiz if you, Dr. Kate Ruby, deserve dogs. You know what it is. It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. Okay. Uh, this is best out of three. Ooh. All right. And uh, multiple choice. So okay. listen carefully. Okay. Question one. In modern Western society, storks are associated with delivering babies. But in Greek mythology, storks were known to do what? Change diapers, feed babies, Steal babies or Epstein didn't kill himself. Ooh, D is a tempting answer, but I'm going to go with steal babies. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, How Hans, freaky. Yeah, so Hans freaky. Christian Anderson made us think that storks found babies in caves and delivered them. But in Greek mythology, Hera turned her rival into a stork, and that stork woman stank bitch tried to steal her son. <laughs> wow. Oh, storky ass. Uh, I didn't actually know that before tonight, so thank you for teaching me something. Yeah, kick it around the hospital. Go ahead, Mm -hmm. take it. Uh, Question two. Petfinder.com waded into controversial territory with a listicle entitled, What Breed of Puppy is the Cutest? What breed ranked number one? French Bulldog? French Poodle? Maltese? Papillon. There's probably a right answer to this, but as someone with a Maltese, I feel like I have to be loyal to Leo over here. So I'm going with Maltese. That is incorrect. Oh, the loyalty uh, is so good, though. The, Points for loyalty. Yeah, you do no. get, you anyway, get half is, a point for that. This is not even a real question. Maltese is, is number one in is, my heart. Right. <laughs> I will fully go with Maltese over any of these other options. French for, Bulldog was the winner, yeah. but they were wrong. It is... After all, the Rhodesian Ridgeback, oh, right, Rhodesian right. Ridgeback, we also would have accepted as <laughs> an answer. Um, you got one and a half so far. I mean, that one didn't count. That was opinion. That was not, there's no right or wrong. You did that on Lisa. purpose, Richie. That was yeah, a correct- right? <laughs> Do you not know that all of these afraid. quizzes- Dr. Kate is not afraid to call you out. All of these quizzes are just shit. Do you yeah. think it's, it's about a petfinder.com listicle? You think this is hard-hitting trivia, babe? Christ's sake. <laughs> okay, question three for all of the marbles. If you want to find a video that's way less fun than one would think, I suggest the title Abandoned Toddler Rescued and Raised by Feral Dogs on YouTube. Turns out it's real effed up and totally true. A three-year-old was raised by a pack of wild dogs for six years and still lives as a dog today. So where did this take place? (laughs) Disney World? Disneyland, Pennsylvania, or Ukraine? (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with the Ukraine. That is correct. That is correct. Who would have thought? I'm just going to throw this out there. That seems like another trick question because it was very hard not to pick Pennsylvania. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, he doesn't even have that listed as an answer. I don't know why he like threw that in there last minute. And I was totally thinking like, why would you do that to Kate? Lisa, fourth wall? Fourth wall here, Lisa? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. God, <laughs> trying to run a, a rigged Kate quiz like here. You, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It is a it, it's a it, it's a, a wild video. It's a very poorly adjusted young lady uh, <laughs> snapping and barking at a camera. How how did you find that video? I do not trust me. That's one thing. I do not go through his computer at all because. 
Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to know. A lot of, <laughs> no. My my search history is I don't want to know. Real wild. Yeah. Don't want to know. <laughs> but it turns out that you, Dr. Kate, deserved all. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, you were a fantastic guest. And where can people find you? Oh, yes. Dr. I, Cater? I always forget this part. On Instagram, Dr. Cater or Dr. Kate R, both spelled the same way. So <laughs> should be easy to spell, hopefully. It's not doctor spelled out. It's just D-R. Do D-R. people try to DM you with baby questions? Um, You know, no. I don't get a ton. I think the thing is, if you haven't had any experience with the NICU, you never expect to need a neonatologist, right? Like most right. people- There's never anybody like, yo, what's up? I got this baby. Yeah. <laughs> most people are just like blissfully unaware that anything bad can happen with a baby, which I think is the way to do it. Because if people knew like all of the steps it takes to have a healthy baby, I think like they would just be horrified. So do- <laughs> yeah, let's leave do, this while do, we're still on somewhat of a positive. <laughs> no, now I want to hear all the stories. No, that is off air. Uh. Uh, you guys know you can find me. Everything is at Richie Redding. And right now the link is up for presale for my album. Uh, very humbly called number one album of the year. And please, please, please send Lisa some pictures of your dog's belly. Belly button. We want <laughs> to see your dog's belly button. Everything is at Richie Redding, but hit her at Dr. Lisa Littman, DRL. Pictures of your dog's belly button. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Richie Redding. And I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. Yeah. And you can find both of us at our respective handles, those exact names, at Richie Redding, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. And uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor, of course, who is Jordan Aaron, and our executive producer, King Joffrey himself, Jeff Umbro, of The Podglomerate. And you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com. Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode because that really helps provide the show to you free of charge. Let them know we sent you. It also really helps people to find the show if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or share an episode on socials. Tag us at We Don't Deserve Dogs and let us know what you thought. We'll see you next week when we return with another episode of We Don't Deserve Dogs. All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet. Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian. 